Hello, and welcome to another episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast with me, Megan, and today I have... Kathleen! I'm back! I know you missed me. Where have I been? I've just been slacking. That's all that's been happening. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's like, got nothing to say to that, so move on. Moving right along. We watched a movie. I know that's uh, shocking. What? No! <laughs> From our beloved life. But here comes the question. Which type of movie? Because that's where we get a little funky. You can't tell. Is it going to be the babysitter? Or the house sitter? Or <laughs> the gardener? Or mutant sharks, which I hear my favorite. But no, no, that is not what we did this time. What did we do this time, Megan? It's another home improvement. <laughs> First we had Tiny House of Terror, and now we have Fatal Flip. Which, I mean, come on, let's be honest. It could be fatal for anyone to do flipping houses. Because seriously, wow. You know, people always under budget, always underestimate everything that's going to go wrong, and then not give themselves enough time. So, shocker. And people try to do things themselves. Things like (laughs) electrical work or roof work or some sort of work. And then they end up killing themselves in the process. That's not what happens here. (laughs) Well, it wouldn't be fun if it were that way. Because then that would be true life. (laughs) And this one... Someone else does the killing. <laughs> or attempts to. He's pretty successful part of the way through the movie. <laughs> you know, he's an interesting actor, I'll tell you that much. There were times when he seemed almost like a normal guy. And then cue ominous music, of course, because, you know, we would never know something bad's going to happen if you didn't play bad, you know, ominous music. <laughs> There's a lot of times where he's creeping on people and he's just standing there and you're like, I mean, it's weird. But it's not necessarily menacing. But there's all this music going on and you're like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to be scared because look at this music. Well, and in the end, it was not the music that to me told me is that this man wore plaid. And I don't have anything against plaid. But in this one, it felt like every time I was wearing plaid, it was like, watch out! Actually, watch out or think, oh man, is that guy sexy? It was a really confusing movie. (laughs) Anyway, so Megan, just give him the quick synopsis of what the movie was about. All right. Um... There's a man and a woman. They buy a house together. They intend to flip it in 45 days, and they're going to use their credit cards um, to pay for it and then pay it all back before they accrue too much interest, and they want to do it all themselves, and it's their very first flip. Um, So again, already sounds insane. Already sounds like, sorry, like a murder-suicide, or they both try and kill each other. I mean, really. Come on, peeps. (laughs) 45 days. 45 days. For your very first time doing anything is a bad call. And no cushion, of course, you know, for things to go wrong, which everyone knows if you've watched all the television shows I have, like Property Brothers or uh, what are the other ones? Fixer Upper and Flipper Flop. I mean, come on. Something always comes up. So they need to watch more television before they make these decisions. (laughs) So um, they're not married, but everyone like assumes they're about to get married or assumes that they already are married and then they have to like constantly explain to people no you're just well they've been together since high school and they've been together in college and so uh they've been on again off again and you know but she's just i guess not the marrying kind she's a funny one but so we uh and then we uh get the bad guy who who plan who says he can help out with the house but what's interesting is we meet this guy first first we get this beautiful scene He's in this house finishing up his final flip and he's calling someone you assume it's like a significant other and telling her that everything's done. And, and we're both like, well, this looks, you know, like normal until dun dun dun. 
He's putting up wallpaper. And Megan's like, wallpaper? No one puts up wallpaper anymore. This guy's evil. No. <laughs> I didn't go straight to evil, but I thought it was, like, odd. Because people don't usually use wallpaper that much anymore. Mm. And uh, I think because anyone who's used wallpaper these days has actually had to take it down at one point and realizes, uh, no. That's so annoying. It's, like, an awful thing to do. That little score. At first, you, you're going along fine. And then you realize you've only done, like... I don't know. Quarter inch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, like two feet by two feet. And you're like, oh, look how much I got done. Practically nothing. It's yeah. It's pointless. That stuff is awful. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, it's so pretty in some places. And then, of course, it's dated. But anyway, so the best part about that. So we're watching this. And we're like, they've got that ominous music. And we're like, okay. I mean, the guy is kind of cute. But, you know, he's, he's obviously the bad guy. and But we really know he's the bad guy. When all of a sudden, they let us hear... There's someone screaming. Something on the inside of the wall. Yep, yep, you got it right. <laughs> He's walling someone alive into the building. Which then begs the question, how long does it take someone to die being walled inside a building? So it's not like you can sell that place anytime soon. And, you know. I think she's suffocated to death. Because at first we thought, uh, like, she might die from lack of water. But then they, like, flash back to it later. And it looks like she's wrapped up in plastic tarp. So oh, true. Okay. Papers. That makes sense. It's only a few hours. Yeah, like long enough to for him to finish the job and for her to be screaming, but not long enough to be dead. Okay, because I thought it was kind of odd. I thought, you know, obviously she's going to be able to point him out as the bad guy. I mean, not that, you know, that wasn't going to how it was going to go, but I wondered about that. So anyway, so obviously now, so within they, the they first five minutes, scene, and we know he's the have, bad guy. Right, <laughs> and then they have the title card, final flip or fatal flip. And uh, then... Probably in the end, it's both. <laughs> if I were them, I'd yeah. be done. I'm done. I'm done. And then uh, we meet our two characters, Alex and Jeff. And um, they, they're looking around the house to see what needs to be done. And I don't know if really much happens before he goes to the um, uh, hardware store and meets Nate, the bad guy. Not really. I mean, it's just the basic. She's making notes and saying, I've got all these wonderful plans for the master bedroom. And we're all thinking, you don't have enough money for the master bedroom. Oh, wait, sorry. Back to my whole thing with Fixer Upper. You don't have enough money for the master bedroom. So, uh, you know, yeah. Then they go to the hardware store and the bad guy creeps around the hardware store trying to find someone. And so he didn't actually, um, you know, talk to him the first time. He approached him the next time. But he, he scoped him out and then approached him the next time and, uh, you know, found his in because the guy didn't know enough about piping. He thought they had lead piping in the kitchen. So, which, by the way, there you go. There's one thing that can go wrong. <laughs> yeah, the wrong kind of pipe, so the yep. wrong kind of electrical. Oh, my it goodness. It turned out it was just, like, corroded and it looked like it was lead. lead but it wasn't, it wasn't lead. See, and another cautionary tale. <laughs> And uh, so he's like, oh, you know, I've done a lot of contract work. I could maybe help you. And then uh, Jeff, the main character's boyfriend, uh, says that he doesn't have any money to pay him. But, you know, if you want to live in this semi-attached uh, apartment uh, while you work there, and then we can pay you once we sell the house, then we can make this work and then um nate agrees to the terms and when jeff comes home and he tells alex she's like i kind of wish that we talked about this before you <laughs> just let someone stay here right i mean of course 
they don't really know them, and, and they're in a situation where they could use the help. But I mean, you know, like you say, before you actually have someone. Now, granted, he was staying, like, say, in a side-off apartment, so it wasn't as bad, but, you know, it's interesting. So then he promptly ends up working with them, and before you know it, he's standing around with his plaid shirt all unbuttoned. unbuttoned. No undershirt. It's really weird because usually people will wear, like, t-shirts, and they might take their whole shirt off. But with him, he's always wearing a button-down shirt, and then... Like, five minutes later, all the buttons happen to be unbuttoned. <laughs> it's not even gradual. It's just, like, either yeah. shirt is buttoned up or buttoned down. Well, and I gotta tell you, so this is where the movie took a weird turn. Um, he's, like, crushing on the main girl, and so, like, hitting on her and trying to kind of replace, which which goes in line with making sense. This is a creepy movie. But what's funny is, for half a second, you go, wait, is this a scary movie, or is this a weird romance? <laughs> you know? It, was it like, could have been a romance if, one, she was interested, and two, he wasn't insane. Well, the insane part, yes. Because, before you know it, we see his next victim. Because, it's one of those scenes where you see and you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, of course. <laughs> but this movie did things interesting. So our, our next victim is the unfortunately overly friendly, overly ambitious, takes too many pictures, talks too much real estate agent. She knows that they're flipping the place. So she comes by to see them and to see how it's going and wanting to make sure that she gets the sale when they're ready to sell. And, of course, she starts taking pictures of the guy and saying, oh, and all these other people are going to want to have a handyman. And she's trying to be helpful. But we're sitting there going, oh, no, this is bad. This is bad. Yep. And before you know it, we cut away and we don't get to see what happens. We're like, what? We just see him washing his hands. Of blood. Of blood. Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah, they do that a lot in this movie. It's not that we don't see violence. It's just that sometimes all of a sudden we'll see after the violence. <laughs> yeah. Usually we cut away. Yeah, which um, is interesting. Yeah, I kind of liked that. Yeah. And then they did go back later and you kind of saw him doing some of the killing. But it was, uh, you didn't get to see too much. You just got to see, he used some sort of power till, tool. I think it was a saw. <laughs> but come on, peoples. This is the problem with small towns, right? <laughs> people are overly friendly, a little too much in people's business, and you never know when there's a crazy person around, okay? <laughs> and this is why us big city people are just rude and ignore everyone. Just in case they might be crazy and want to kill us. Yes, but then you have to be careful because it's like when you're driving a car and if you get a little too aggressive, then you never know when the person next to you is going to go road rage. So, yeah, I don't so know. So just assume everyone's going to kill you whether you're overly nice or overly aggressive. Is that the takeaway? That and armor plate all your cars. <laughs> sure. I've heard that's really expensive. Saw that in another movie, though. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> I'm just so, saying, you got to be ready for everything. Be prepared. <laughs> so, um, Alex's best friend lives in this town where they're flipping the house. Does she live there? Oh, I, I didn't so. know that. Oh, okay. Or nearby, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess she could have come specifically to help her. No, I mean, she always went somewhere, but I didn't know. They, you know, this town was funny. I mean, the only time you saw the town was, well, you saw it twice. You always saw that hardware store. Which, by the way, it was a small hardware store, which made me think it probably wasn't the cheapest place to go shopping. And then one time they're walking actually through the middle of town, her and her boyfriend later. So, but other than that, it was all about the house and really just these almost montage which usually Megan is not a fan of montage. They're, they montage sometimes to kind of time elapse. So I didn't mind it here because it didn't feel like anything important was happening 
in the montages. Like, I hate when it's like, oh, and we fell in love in a montage. And it's like, that's <laughs> too big a plot point to skip over with a montage. Well, not that, but Megan's like, or I, you know, we're like, they're getting lazy here because they obviously could not figure out how to quickly have conversations that right. somehow would lead to any substance. So montage it all away. Yeah. Now and, we're in And love. in this case, like, all we're missing out on is, like, Them seeing... fixing up the house. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's like... like oh. I mean, I like fixer-upper shows, but not enough that I want to watch a whole fixer-upper show in the middle of my movie. Yeah. So I was okay with them doing a montage here. So... But here anyways, we... Roz is her good friend. Yeah. And she does interior design. And she comes over and she has some of the best lines. Oh, they were kind to her. They gave her actually two things. They gave her best lines and they also gave her a hot, sexy scene. Which the other girl never got. So I have to admit, they were really nice to this secondary character. Other than the fact that, you know, as you might guess, she doesn't make it. <laughs> Which I was disappointed. But they let her live longer than I thought they would. So, you know. Don't want to... Nice. Yeah, that was nice. But um, she and Roz, the main character and Roz, are talking about Nate and how hot he is and how he never, like, buttons up his shirt. And... <laughs> I mean, I'm sh- anyone would notice this. He's got a really good chest, so, you know, it's, it's a good time. And uh, at one point, Roz says, uh, beautiful, beautiful people get away with murder, <laughs> which she doesn't realize how literal it is in his case. Yep, so yep. It's, like, kind of a funny line. Yeah. Because was... he was creeping on the blonde the blonde knew that he was like looking at her and was a little uncomfortable but wasn't gonna fire him and Roz is like you know you could fire him and she's like oh no we really need the help and she's like you know if he wasn't as attractive as he is that you totally would fire him and you'd like call the cops probably which is like a total commentary on life because I totally agree with that I think like same thing at the office I mean no offense but sometimes one person's sexual harassment is like flirting you know I mean if it's wanted and you know then right reciprocated then it's good and if it's not then like you say you need to back off fast or ruin sexual harassment but the same thing if it's a hot guy doing it it's a little bit more like oh well i'm sorry i'm not interested but thank you (laughs) (laughs) so i mean it's double standard wrong i know but i'm just saying but it was funny so the the best friend's like you know but that's okay i know you you're with your guy so i'll take the hit and i'll go out with him and i'll sleep with him you know and you're like god what a good friend you know, I'm a good friend like waste. that. Right. I'm you know, all about that. Hot guy. Right. Right. I'd do that for you, Megan. <laughs> Thanks. No problem. So, yeah. So, um, Roz does go out on a date with him. But before she goes out on a date with him, he's still trying to get in with the other girl. And so he actually arranges for her boyfriend to get hurt. Oh, right. Yeah, so he does something to the ladder, which, by the way, I mean, it's a nice ladder. He breaks something off, and I'm sure, gosh, if you know ladders, you'd be like, that's very accurate. But to me, it looked very strange. And so they're going to fix the roof, and he falls off, and he he supposedly breaks his ankle. I gotta tell you, I wish they hadn't gone with break his ankle, because they later have him, like, walking around with the boot, which I'm sure is fine, but it seems so quick. And... Any broken bone takes a while to heal. So it's a little, I thought, I think they should have had a bad sprain, you know, or, you know, but it yeah. seemed a much. But it was funny because that's when the most important thing happened. Megan and I realized they really were dressing the girls nice in this movie. They really were. <laughs> they the, had the cutest shoes. And jackets, really cute jackets. jackets. Yeah. And like, 
each outfit like really worked well together and worked well in the scene you know and and they did pretty good hair and makeup the only thing is there was a couple times like at the beginning where the blonde girl which is the main character her, yeah yeah her hair was a little too nice but then maybe it would be that way when you first start and then later she was wearing ponytails because i'm like telling you if you're working in your house which probably like no air conditioning is working and you're working away yeah, yeah you're gonna look a little more rough <laughs> yeah no one really Ever sweat looked. that much in this movie <laughs> no there was a the... scene later it was so funny the main uh creepy guy was leaning against a wall and made her kind of walk under his arm to get out you know and she was more annoyed obviously by walking but he'd been working all day it was a bare underarm we all know how that smells i mean there is no way your face wouldn't at least show a little oh <laughs> one way or the other and she didn't and i'm like that is the only scene so far that has seen completely inaccurate <laughs> it was almost like a deodorant commercial like, this man can hold up his arm after all this work and it doesn't smell at all it was weird i like i said i that doesn't work but so anyway so he gets hurt and the the movie wasn't that bad the words the you know the dialogue wasn't that bad but the main guy who is the boyfriend he was odd uh, and megan said it was probably because i recognized him from something else but when I looked at him, he didn't look like the character he was playing. He was playing the boyfriend who was kind of like sulky and um, sometimes a little whiny. And I don't know, just so, I mean, like I said, I, I found him entirely annoying at points. And yet that actor didn't strike me as an annoying person when he didn't speak. So I thought it was funny. So Megan said it's probably because I knew him from somewhere else and, you know, liked him probably somewhere else. But he was... And they did it on purpose, of course. They always do it on purpose that the guy's a little annoying, you know. But he was... Yeah, to make it so that she might run into the arms of this other guy. Right. And I think, though, and that was the one thing about this movie. There were some really good conversations or arguments that both really made sense. Like, you know, because, you know, she's, he's, you know, arguing, you're making decisions without me. And, you know, and she's arguing, listen, we got to do this in 45 days. We need this guy's help. You know, so there was some good conversations. But anyway, sorry. I digress. So he's gotten hurt. So of course this is the chance for the bad guy Nate to kind of step up his game. <laughs> but as he's stepping up his game, she's kind of see she's being friendly with him. She's being friendly because she's a pretty girl who always you know was used to having all this attention. So she thought you know not a big deal. I'll flirt. He'll work harder. We'll get stuff done. And isn't it nice to have a cute guy like me? You know. And so. Her, so she's pretty much though telling him no, and then her friend says, you know, let you know I'm gonna hit on him for you. So she does hit on him, and they finally go out on a date. So that's where we were. Sorry, back to Megan with they're out on a date. <laughs> uh, just in case of you're wondering who the actor who was, the actor for the boyfriend. was, he's <clears throat> been in True Blood, Covert Affairs, and the Cheetah Girls One World movie. <laughs> Uh, the Hannah Montana movie. Oh. Sad to say, I think I've seen all those things. Um, Interesting with True Blood. I don't know if I remember him from that. But I, I probably, maybe that's where... That's the thing. I hate to say it, but most actors, actresses, it takes, I think, a good few movies and usually one breakout role for you to really remember who they are. Because, like, all of a sudden you'll see someone in some role that, role that you really like them. And then all of a sudden you find out they were in, like, five to ten movies that you've seen in the past. And, like... You know, like I say, there's a few of them that you really liked, but they were such minor characters or thing, or it's been so long. But, um, yeah, so, I don't know, like I said, I maybe because he was nicer in the other ones, but I was just 
I, uh, he just didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. Didn't to me. feel like good casting. No. So then Roz goes out on her date with Nate, and he says during the course of the date that he has not been married before, and this but he seems told strange because yeah. he told uh, Jeff when they were working together right before Jeff got hurt um, that he had been married before. Um, so we know he's a liar. We don't know who he's lying to. Yeah. And then. And you know, when... I'm wondering, when does he have the. So the boyfriend, the boyfriend gets hurt. And so at some point he's sleeping in his bed and then we get the creepy Nate is just standing in plaid, blue plaid this time before it was red, just standing over the bed. Wonderfully creepy moment. And then she gets home and he's making dinner for all of them, of course. He brought food up and that's his excuse for being in the other room. And then he's sitting down and they're drinking wine and having, you know, this candlelight. Well, Jeff doesn't go to dinner, though. Yeah, the boyfriend's upstairs sleeping. And so the two of them have this candlelight dinner. And it isn't until the... With wine. With wine. It isn't until the end that she realizes, oh, wait, this may appear to be more than just me just, you know, us just hanging out and... uh, you know, all of a sudden I got roped into this romantic dinner and not realizing it. So, yeah. That was that was weird. All right. And then... Okay. Sorry. And then she tells him no. He goes out with the best friend. And then uh, later, I guess the date went pretty well. and her, But then her and her friend are talking about it later. And they end up having a bad fight. It's kind yeah. of sad. But uh, not before she has another one-liner. So she doesn't really say too much about the date to Alex when Alex asks about it. And then um, Alex says, you've described milkshakes with more description than this date. So then Roz says, smooth and sweet. I'd love seconds. Because <laughs> it applies both to milkshakes and her date. Get it? <laughs> Yes, yes. Megan's favorite parts of a movie. <laughs> no, it's interesting, though, because, like I said, there were parts of these in the movie where they actually had really good... I would actually say the best writing in this movie were the arguments. Yeah. Um, this was, like, one of those two bad moments. They had been friends since college, and in college, her best friend, I guess, had felt that she got all the attention, and then she was always, like, the consolation girl for the guys that liked her best friend. And whether that's true or not, it was kind of like, that's like, in my mind, a really big challenge for a good friendship to last whenever this comes up. Because, you know, so um, she felt that the blonde chick was paying a little too much attention to Nate and also jealous of the fact that he went out with her friend. And she's like, but you've already got someone. How can you say you don't, you know? So they end up having a fight and her friend storms off. But then before she starts off, she's like, you know what? I'm going to go over to Nate's. And this is when she gets her very sexy scene. That was awesome. That was a good... You know, it's funny. The two main characters, boyfriend, girlfriend. No, we get some cute little snugglings every once in a while, but nothing hot. But woo! Yeah, that was nice. So that was a good scene. And then the next morning, dang it, he's in the shower and she gets snoopy. Which I got to tell you. I thought she was going to be dead right then and there. I was like, oh my goodness, no. Well, it's funny. When she went to him that night, I said, no, stay away from him. And then I was like, well, okay, this is sexy. Go ahead and have good sex. And then, okay, now stay away from him. Run. <laughs> run now, run. Run. You got what you wanted from this crazy man. So, yeah. 
Anyway, so she gets Snoopy and starts looking through his, um, like, his paperwork and stuff. And then, luckily, he doesn't see her do it. And But she did get, like, a piece of paper with, like, a name on it. So she was going to research him, which, of course, leads to her complete and utter downfall. <laughs> so he catches her looking, and she tries to kiss and make up, but he's kind of cold and aloof. And Which could be seen as just playing. He like playing the game, like you know, um, you know, I'll give it to you sometime, but not others. But yeah, and I, he like noticed her, but he didn't notice if she really saw it. Like he knew she was kind of leaping through a few things, but I, it was the book was closed by the time he came, so we were a little worried. But then she got out of there. But of course, then she starts looking it up and finds out what you were married. She found out he was married and that she had died. I don't know if she realized. If the wife had been murdered or anything. Well, she was found, like, trapped in the walls. Oh, was so she? Oh, it looked, okay. It looked like foul play by I, somebody. Yeah, I missed Maybe that. not him. Okay. So then, this is what's so frustrating. So she prints it out, and she goes to go talk to her friends. But her friends are taking the night off, because they've been arguing and fighting over this whole thing. And, um... Yeah, because at first, Jeff is like, you're making decisions without me. And then she's like, we have to move forward. And then he's like, also, you know, our carpenter wants to get in your panties. And she's like, oh, come on. Which, you know, I understand in an argument you're going to say that. But it's really obvious she's aware that he likes her. I mean, not only has he been staring at her, but I mean, he's always in a personal space. I mean, you know, he is all up hands on her, on her waist. And she's going, you know, so I mean, she knows. And so it's kind of funny eventually she kind of says listen what are we going to do we need his help but it's you know you can't act like nothing's happening when it's pretty obvious some that the guy's trying to make a move on she wasn't interested but like i said she liked the flirting so she was not really being that like off right with telling him no she was kind of flirting back so anyway so they go out for a night at dinner and they enjoy themselves for a short time and then start arguing at the end and while this is happening her friend goes to the house and now she does the one thing then in all horror movies, all movies you're not supposed to do. And mysteries and thrillers. Oh, come on. I mean, and you know what's funny? Because they make fun of it all the time in these, like, you know, in the scary movies, too. They're like, come on. Yeah, she literally goes up to the guy and says, I know your real name. I know your wife. You were married. I know your wife is dead. And I mean, you know, and you're just looking at her going, uh, do you not know that this guy might be the killer or are you just stupid? I mean, it was like the minute you saw him, you should have just been like, Hey, where's my friend? Oh, okay. I'll, I'll come back later. You know? Yeah. I mean, I guess she wanted to hear his side of it. Maybe he, he was going to be like, yeah, they never found her killer. Right. I'm torn up about it. And I didn't want to have to explain all that to you. So that's why I didn't tell you I was married. And I mean, that's the only thing I could say. Cause I was thinking the same thing. Cause I was like, I mean, other than that, she must have just not thought he was the killer because yeah. otherwise, what crazy person would, you know, come up? Yeah. But it was, it was like a completely. And then, and then they cut away and we think, oh, she's just going to be dead. Right. And then they cut back and she's being wrapped up in plastic wrap. Yeah. And she says. She gets the funniest laugh line. I mean, I'm sorry. I know it's not meant to be funny, but it was, you know. I don't know. I think it might have been. Yeah. Her laugh line was not what you'd expect. You could tell it, Megan. <laughs> I hope they kill you with your tool belt. <laughs> which, by the way, it was a sexy tool belt. Which wasn't, by the way. It was huge. I mean, at I mean, the beginning was, of the movie. I mean, what would a sexy tool belt even be? Like one with lace on it or something? No. Have you not seen, like, um, 
they do on the cover of books or they've done in calendars, you know, the whole, it's low slung and it's got like, you know, low slung. But with this one, it was a big tool belt, like normal. And he had like the biggest tape measure thing ever in the front, which makes you laugh the beating thinking, hey, is that your tool belt? Or are you just happy to see me? Stupid jokes, you know? <laughs> but the thing so, is that as, as foreplay, Roz and uh, Nate, when, when they were together, Whenever that yeah, was. when they had their sexy scene, she took the tool belt and put it around his waist. So that's kind of why. But it was funny that she—that was her last line, and then he killed her. And, and it was like, okay. And then uh, he like shoves her in some random room to be discovered later in the movie. Yeah, yeah. No one notices that she's there until at the very end. So then the other people get home, and yeah, I know we didn't know where any of these bodies were ending up, but um. Uh, so they get home and uh, they're still having a fight, the main boyfriend and girlfriend. And then I think the next day she's coming down the stairs or something. And, or maybe that night and Nate is finally makes a move. He finally is like, you know, you want me. And, you know, and, and she says to him, no, I don't. And he kind of pushed the matter a bit. So she's, and she finally was like, all right, you know, this isn't working. You need to be out of here by Friday. And then she stomps off. And she acts like, this is what got me a little annoyed. She acts like like he's ridiculous for uh, ever thinking that she'd be interested. And I have to admit, if this wasn't a horror movie, this would be like a total misunderstanding kind of moment. Because she has been flirting with him the whole time. And he was just hitting on her, you know. And, and she was acting like, you're crazy, you know. And it was funny. I just got this weird moment of, what movie am I watching again? Because, <laughs> uh... But the best part here for me was, so he gets upset, of course, because this guy obviously is homicidally upset when things go wrong. Um, He's taking a sledgehammer downstairs in the laundry room slash basement that has the tool stuff. And he's knocking down with a sledgehammer these uh, supports, these wooden support beams. And I just got this like flash of like Property Brothers. And I was thinking, yum. Even though this guy's a killer, I just, again, forgot what movie I'm watching. I'm just like, look at that. Well, they had it in slow-mo and they were playing like rock music. And And it was kind of dark. So you mostly see his outline. And it was just like, it was really funny. It was like, property brothers like when they like to knock down all the stuff at the beginning of the demo you know it's demo time <laughs> sorry anyway <laughs> oh there was one random thing earlier um they always like in in these movies have things get incrementally creepy so one creepy thing was that he seemed to have a pair of alex's sexy underwear in his toolbox but his toolbox was on the ground and it was near where the um washer and dryer were yeah so he's like i think you just dropped that in there and she's like i guess that makes sense right and then they don't talk about it again. they never talk about it i mean in this type of sh- movie it could be either way really it really could because she i mean really was she'd almost dropped something right in there so i think which that's is why... why she ended up looking in the toolbox anyways right. to see oh did i drop other laundry in there yeah <laughs> so i mean she's starting to get a little creeped out by him but you know but then he goes to her and he apologizes and oh it's so funny so her boyfriend is working on the plumbing and fixes the bathroom, t- the bathtub in the master bathroom and gets it working. And he's like, yay. So he goes to go tell her. And when he goes to go tell her, Nate, who wants to seem like he's the greatest, goes downstairs and cuts the lines, which, oh no, it cuts the pipe. And Megan's like, wouldn't there be water all in the basement? Which is like, uh, yeah, it's weird. I mean, again, I'm sure if you had a contractor watching this movie, they'd be like, that makes no sense. But, um, so it doesn't work when he shows it. And 
so then he like goes and fixes it himself and then when he gets her he says um, oh and and he makes nate go out i'm telling you every time they go out it's always for we're out of primer we're out of paint primer <laughs> paint primer i think all three the time. different times the in movie. The movie. and it's like <clears throat> why do they need so much primer i don't know <laughs> could so... they not have said we need more nails we need more screws yeah something so he it's sends the primer. boyfriend out and then he goes shows through the bathroom and shows how what he did it. he's like i'm really sorry I didn't mean to push too hard, and I apologize. She's like, okay, thanks. I mean, she's really stilted, which she should be, and thanks. And then he leaves. And this is another part that slightly irritates me. She doesn't close the bathroom door all the way. And the bathroom door's door is on the landing. It's not, like, into the master bedroom, that door. And she goes and takes a bath. Though, of course, he comes up, and he's creeping on her. But, I mean, it was like... It's such a wide open bathroom. I couldn't help but say to Megan, I'm like, uh, you know, I know she's faced away from him, but it's not like if she doesn't turn around or see motion or something, she's not going to see him. So it was really odd. But she gets in the tub. She, yeah. I mean, it's possible that since she was looking away, she wouldn't have seen him. Yeah. Except at certain points, we're seeing from his perspective and we can see her face, which means... That's where her eyes are. She should be able to see that someone's at the door and yeah. that the door isn't closed. Yeah. It just, and the way it was, was weird. And so she's in the water. She thought she heard a noise. She thought it was her boyfriend. And then all of a sudden she does the head whip. And she catches him and she starts screaming. She gets out of the bathtub, has a lot of trouble getting her towel on. <laughs> and then is telling him to get out, get out, get out. And he's, this is where he starts to really scare her because he starts coming after her and saying, you know, you really want me and and pretty much just not listening to her. Just really just, you know. Yeah. And she's not at all being coy. She's screaming for him to get away. Right. And he's not having it. But then the boyfriend comes home and says, I think you should go. And then he listens to him. And leaves. And right. leaves. And then gives them his key. Right. And I was like. They should definitely change out those locks because anyone who's ever had access to your key can totally make copies of that key. And lo and behold, later that night, there's noises in the house. And the power goes out. The power goes out. And I'm sorry to say, but if you just had a day where... It was so funny, too. Before the power goes out, her boyfriend suggests that she takes a relaxing bath. Now, this is the same day that she was taking a semi-relaxing bath when the guy, you know, practically almost attacked her. And I'm like, and she just smiles and goes, la, 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 la. And I'm like, it's as if, first of all, this had never happened. Secondly, that there's no negative connotation to going in the bathroom. Like, if it were me, I'd be like, uh, first of all, the door would be barricaded. Secondly, if I'm taking a bath, he's he's in there with me, you know? <laughs> you just sit in that chair with a gun or something, you know what I mean? It was just, it was weird. And so when the power went out, I guess because they're working on the house, you expect that things happen. But after that day, I would have been a lot more jumpy. And she wasn't. She said, no, no, just stay in bed. I'll go check on it. So she goes, la, 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 la. <laughs> I don't know if she's supposed to be in denial or if the movie is just stupid. It's definitely one of those things. The movie is not self-aware. <laughs> it was just a weird moment. I mean, like I said, I guess because, I mean, truthfully, it's terrible. But I'm a jumpier person. If I hear, like, you know, noises at night or whatever, I, I just don't sleep as well, you know. So it's, to me, if something like that had happened, and like you say, someone had been in your house like that, I, I first of all, I'd be staying in a hotel. I mean, let's be honest. I'd be staying yeah, in a hotel. There's until no we reason got, yeah, for to them stay there. to stay there. 
So, I mean, I, that's the thing. I just felt like she wasn't nervous enough for the moment. So, of course, when she goes out and she looks around uh, and her boyfriend does end up coming after her. So, I missed the moment. Who got attacked first? Because, yeah, they get down, attacked. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker! When she's downstairs in the basement to check on, like, the breakers. He comes after her? He attacks the boyfriend. I'm not sure. Okay, so we're going to just say... <laughs> I mean, they... Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. I He... I think he's already in the basement. Okay. But maybe... Well, she she was doing that weird thing where she was walking through literally every room, room in the house before yeah. she got to the basement for some reason. Right. And then she I think he attacks the boyfriend so I think and trusses up the boyfriend. Yeah. Like he, a Christmas turkey. <laughs> he, yeah, he... Duct tape. Yeah. He goes to the boyfriend first and then duct tapes his hands and his feet together and you're right you don't do a christmas turkey with duct tape just side note (laughs) sorry yes so also you don't pin the wings to the feet do you is that a thing uh well no 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 you how do you close it to put the stuff inside anyway (laughs) no the the feet together but you don't pin the wings back at all no 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 it's just a saying but you're right it doesn't quite apply in this one. <laughs> I, don't I don't know if I've heard that saying before. No? Dressing up like a... No, a trust him up like a... Trust him up. Wow, you've never heard that? No. Oh my goodness. That's it, everyone. I need you to send her messages telling everywhere where that has been used ever before. Yeah. Anyway, so alright, boyfriend is down. Yeah. Girlfriend she... is now having to go through this dark building and fight off scary Nate. Right. So she's in the basement. Nate comes behind her, grabs her. She wiggles her way out and gets kicked into the gonads, runs off. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> it's the best way to fight, baby. <laughs> and then he comes after her, grabs her again. She falls to the ground. She kicks him. And he's, like, off of her again. Then she discovers uh, Well, then Ross's she runs body. and hides. She's hiding in the closet. And one of these deep closets, a side closet... And that's when she finds Rod's body and she finds the dun-dun-dun nail gun, <laughs> which are always very handy in the, all these projects. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if there's an official list of all the movies where nail guns get used as weapons, but it would be an extensive list, I'm sure. I got to tell you, I mean, the first time you ever see someone use a nail gun on someone, I really remember a lethal weapon. Uh, man, man. I mean, first of all, it's frightening the idea to actually use them and... That is like, yeah, I mean, it, it, you're going to use it in movies because there's there's a shock factor there. Even if you know it's coming, there's just something so brutal about it. But, you know, OK, so here she's got this, this the, the gun, the nail gun, and she comes out of the closet because he finds her and she backs him up against the wall with the nail gun up to his chest. And she's saying something like it was she saying you killed her. And, you know, and you're a killer and you can't believe blah, blah, blah. And I don't think, so we're watching this and we're thinking, oh, you know, she, she's going to, he's going to attack her and she's not going to attack him first. And, you know, it's going to be some struggle. Right. Then she'll start shooting. But she doesn't. And that's another shocker in the movie because in most movies, this is not what happens. So she gets her words out saying, you know, you're a killer, blah, blah, blah. And then she starts shooting. But 
Wah, wah. No nails. <laughs> hey, which is appropriate. safety first. <laughs> you should not be leaving your tools lying around all loaded like that. Right. So, I mean, it does make sense. But it was like, but it was shocking. Because usually, like you say, you wait for someone to do something. Most people even in, a, you know, even, you know, at in that moment. moment. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so he kind of comes at her and, oh, he's on top of her on the ground. And he's about ready to strangle her or something. He wasn't strangling her yet. And the boyfriend has somehow gotten himself loose. Now, this is the part that's kind of interesting. He is straddling her. So I think the boyfriend didn't want to hurt her too much. But he picked up a sledgehammer. A sledgehammer. Hits the bad guy with a sledgehammer. And somehow that's not enough. Now, Well, he hit him at, like in the pelvis. So he like might have shattered his hip bone. But yeah. it's not going to like knock him out or anything. I, I mean, you know, it was just crazy to me because seriously, I mean, you know, like I say, he was trying not to hurt his girlfriend because if he had gone too hard down anywhere higher up or like on the head, he might have missed or the momentum and he might have hurt his girlfriend. So anyway, so he's still the bad guy attacks him, knocks him out, and then she is fighting this guy again. She jumps on his back, holding on to some plastic sheeting. And gets him down on the ground and then just holds that plastic sheeting tight around his head. Okay, now listen. <laughs> Maybe all the ways she's been kicking him in the gonads and they hit him with a sledgehammer. So maybe he's weakened. Because I gotta tell you, this guy is what? 220? Muscled? She is, yes, about 100, 110. And slight. And so that she's able to literally take him down and hold the plastic around his head long enough to suffocate him is a little bit hard to believe. <laughs> but she did get a good job of showing the adrenaline and being screaming, ah! on top of, which I agree. If I were in that moment, there would be a lot of yelling as well. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And uh, so then he passes out or dies, whatever. He doesn't move. And uh, she jumps off of him and rushes to her boyfriend and is whimpering. Which was very convincing. Yeah, because I have to admit, I would be whimpering too. (laughs) Usually it's either sobbing or it's screaming. It's very unusual to hear someone whimper. Yeah, and really, I'll tell you, I, yeah, that, uh, but you know what's funny is, so all of a sudden now you think we're going to get to that classic scene of, he's not dead, he's going to jump up behind him. But that's not what happened. He's just gone. Yep, he's just gone. And then they do like a an epilogue shot, not of the couple and them together or anything, but uh, just of this other random yuppie couple that is in a hardware store. It looks like the same hardware store, but it can't be. <laughs> no. He obviously moved town. <laughs> and then But they thought we're not paying money for an extra for set. set. <laughs> All one hardware store looks like the other. <laughs> And then uh, Nate comes up and he's like, oh, I see you're, you're doing a project. Let me help you. And then it's like, dun, fatal dun, flip. Yeah. End of movie. <laughs> he stills out there killing. Crazy people flipping. <laughs> so that was the end of that movie. It was, uh, you know, like I said, it was funny in moments. It had some good one-liners. There were some good argument scenes. Uh, you know, but... That plaid. I mean, I feel like the plaid was the secondary criminal in that movie. <laughs> I don't know why. There's lots of other people who wear plaid who don't go around killing people. <laughs> no. I think because the shirt became so much of the whole, it was unbuttoned sexy. But then sometimes you'd just be standing there. And there was just something just so, 
creepy. And yet, Platt, like you say, is not the creepiest thing. I mean, you would think if the guy was standing there in camo trying to camouflage himself, that might have been creepier because, you know, he's trying not to be seen. But he literally would just be standing out there in the woods by the window in blue plaid, just staring. And you're like, that's not creepy. Yeah. (laughs) It was odd because he's very good at playing charming. Yes. And, you know, he did seem pretty menacing when he's actually attacking people. Yes, yes. (laughs) Believable, yeah. Yeah. But when he's supposed to be creeping on people and he's just staring, he kind of just had a blank expression on his face. And so you had to, like, just say, is this creepy or is this not creepy? And I don't know if that was intentional because she's not supposed to be creeped out yet or what. But well, and he, he did a good job not... of explaining uh, in the, the first few times she caught him. You know, I was curious. I was eavesdropping. But I agree. When he eavesdrops, it's creepy because it's not well, even it's just not creepy though. It's not like oh. sinister. It's just like blank face. Yeah, it's like totally blank. And that's not creepy to you? No. See, that's strange. That would be creepy to me. <laughs> but just someone just staring there, you were like, "Hey, you there? You there?" <laughs> anyway. So anyway, so what? Uh, what is our scale of uh, mockability scale? What are we using this time? Plaid shirts. Plaid shirts. Hmm. <laughs> All right. I would give it only two, yeah, maybe 2.5 plaid shirts for mockability. Though, like I said, there were some really good funny moments. And, uh, you know, I thought, like you said, this guy seems weird, but really with the walling people up, that, that really goes that extra mile. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish that it had come up the whole walling in his wife a little later. Yeah. Because I feel like that's such a great reveal. Yeah, yeah. They kind of wasted it putting it in the first five minutes of the movie, I think. Well, I thought it was really good in the first five, but I feel like we could have had an additional twist. If not a twist, an additional, like, them finding out in some way, you know? I mean, really, it was kind of sad, too, because no one ever seemed to find the body. I mean, obviously, they eventually did it, the real estate agent. So she must have been, he must have did to her what he did with the girlfriend. They're in the same place. But, you know, it was like we kind of... And they just never noticed that there was two dead bodies in their, like, kitchen closet or something. Well, that's the thing. I mean, they tend to start smelling after a while, I've been told, <laughs> from television again. Um, I guess he really wrapped them up pretty well in plastic. <laughs> the power of plastic. Uh, and whatever our underarm stuff he was using was probably what he used. So, uh, and how many plaid shirts did you give it? Did you? I, I haven't yet. Okay. Um, I'll say two, because the acting is solid and the dialogue for the most part is pretty solid well i think the sad part in these type of movies is the most irritating person was her boyfriend not the killer so i think that's a problem too because when you know i don't know but uh and then how many what do we actually rate the movie one to five yeah with stars uh you know i'm gonna have to give it a two (laughs) i mean that's why we thought it would be better mockability because like i say those argument scenes were good and some one-liners were good um, and like I said, I really like the beginning twist of he's putting up the wallpaper and all of a sudden you hear the screaming. Um, so, I mean, I thought I did a good job too of being a little bit different. The fact that you didn't always see the killing or you saw the killing later, like you knew there was killing. They'd reference it by like, say the blood on the hands or, you know, but you wouldn't actually see the killing and sometimes a little bit of a flashback. So, uh, you know, 2.5 maybe, but you know, I thought that made it more interesting, but on the whole, there wasn't much extra that was, you know, a new story twist of some sort. Yeah, I'll give it three stars. I enjoyed watching it, but 
I wouldn't say everyone has to go out and see it. I wouldn't say no. I would watch it again. No. It was it was it's good been... in the middle, but like in the end it it pretty much came together in the way that all those kinds of movies come yeah. together in the end. Yeah. Yeah, and I and like I said again, I was a little upset by some of the choices made by the main characters. You know, once you start realizing that things are a little creepy, a little uncomfortable, you know, there's certain steps you should be taking and they didn't and that was kind of odd to me a little bit, you know. I don't know. I thought her motivation made sense like she knew that he was interested but she assumed that like he would never gonna he was never gonna act on it and right. if he did that she, she could, could just handle it right no i just and mean after he apologized in the bath why didn't she at least shut the door lock the door yeah that didn't make yeah, sense. yeah that was the part that bothered me because she was already a little even though she said okay she already knew you know so i don't know yeah but it anyway. was kind of like what is that movie witness <laughs> Where she like has the door open, but it's, she's like intentionally. Oh well, that's her different. Yeah. To, like, see her. Who wouldn't? It's Harrison <laughs> Ford, for goodness sake. But, yeah. That's what it like seemed like she was doing, and yeah. then she was like, "Wait, what? The door's open. Wait, what? You're standing there." Yeah. And so obviously she did not want that to happen, right, but it right. was odd because it seemed like a setup where that was intentional when it wasn't. Right. Right. Now, on the whole, it was an okay movie, but I agree it, it's not necessarily a must-watch kind of movie. So, but like I said. We had fun. There were some definite moments of fun and uh, definite moments where I was like, that was great. <laughs> so, Yeah, they picked a very sexy man to be the bad guy. Well, and like I say, the scene where we first saw the Walden, that was great. A couple of scenes with, like say, the sexy scenes or some of the lines from the best friend were great. So I definitely, on the whole, there were there were moments. It, little, it wasn't a movie where I would go, gosh, I want to your, the hour and a half of my life back. And so it was, you know, it was, you know, I have watched movies like that. So I won't say them right now because, you know, I don't want to diss those movies, but there's a couple movies where I'm like, give me my time back. But anyway, <laughs> so anyway, there you go. That was Fatal Flip, which, by the way, flipping in general is very dangerous and can be fatal. Just want to say. <laughs> yeah, make sure you turn off the electricity before you start working on your wires. True. And make please. sure you double check all of your uh, roofing equipment before you try scrambling up to the roof. <laughs> Exactly. Don't hire any homicidal people. Okay. <laughs> that is our check, tip check, for the check. day. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. And remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Twitter at NABM Podcast. Or find us on our website, notanotherbadmoviepodcast.libson.com. Um, soon, hopefully, I'm going to start putting up some transcripts of some of our older episodes so keep an eye out for that on our other website not another bad and you can find us on facebook if you search for our podcast title there it's not another bad movie podcast in case you've already forgotten <laughs> it's like one of those tongue twisters how many times can you say it not another not another not another <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh yeah so that's everything thanks for listening bye